Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the ha podcast i'm danny sheriff the host of this podcast the founder of the ha society and an ha recovery coach who has walked wherever you currently are This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. I would love it if you could rate and review this podcast, five stars only, to help make this podcast easier for other women with HA to find it. And last thing, nothing from this show should be taken as medical advice. Please seek the advice of your physician. The HA Society is open today, so if you're listening to this within the first three days that it comes out, you are able to come and join. We are open every new moon for a few days and then we close so I can go and focus on the rest of the community, make sure everyone is recovering and having a good time, but I just wanted to formally invite you to come and join us. We have a two-week free trial so you can even come and see for yourself if this is the support network for you. We would love to see you in there. Just head to thehasociety.com 
a community for women with HA or who are newly recovered from HA and want to optimize their cycles and get their period back in a judgment-free zone where however you are approaching recovery is totally okay with us. So hopefully we'll see you in there. That's the HASociety.com. Find that when we... Oh. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> I just hit record mid-sentence. <laughs> I always find they're the best chats though, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So... I just, yeah, I know that you have a lot going on. We haven't, we maybe haven't spoken in like a couple of months, maybe a couple of months. So maybe we chat a little bit on Instagram, but it's more just me replying to your stories with big like, <laughs> I honestly am sure that we're just so busy replying to everyone else's DMs that to DM each other would be just like too much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love it though. I feel like there's such a lovely community with everyone helping everyone in their own little way. And I just, I just love it so much. Like, like I've never come across a mean person yet. Oh my God. And, and I always feel like you can't come at people because all we want to do is make people feel good. So I feel like I'm in this big protective bubble. I don't know about you. Yeah, I do. And one of our members posted the other day, she, well, she tagged us, sorry, in this hilarious meme that was just like, no one will support you like a social media friend. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. I'm honestly like, ever, I, your biggest hype, I check your pregnancy posts. I'm like, how's she getting on? But I do think sometimes the bad thing is that I can just assume that you're doing okay mm. when, without actually checking in. That's a good point. I try to do my best not to like bs anyone right but but at the same time when you're having a bad day you just literally don't feel like posting about oh, having a bad course. day yeah but i think it's more from like a friendship point of view more like i should i feel like i'm like i've just assumed that that, that she's okay cuz like there's some things you wouldn't talk about on instagram right yeah 100% well well are you okay i'm good thank you yeah and you're going yeah yeah that's so good I uh, have been just super busy getting everything ready to go on maternity leave. I'm like trying to get the podcast done um, all the way through to, I feel like this is actually going to come out somewhere towards the middle or end of like that period of everything that I have like pre-scheduled. Oh my God. So right now when people are listening to this, you could be mum. I think I will be. (gasps) That's so exciting. Like literally, on I have a slot for you know t- posting the birth story, even though like this hasn't even happened. But you have, yeah, you have to yeah. post these things. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so maybe yeah, this will be August or September, so we should be done by then. So we'll have a little Leo in the world, and yeah. I don't mean the name Leo. I mean star sign Leo. Yes, <laughs> Zara the Leo. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zara. Zara love that do you have do you know Zara's uh yeah yeah you know what's so not not common though it's not I wouldn't say a common name but you've heard of it right yeah uh here in the states there's like not it's just not a a name here but in the UK and in Australia it's a name uh, which is kind of why I liked it and I'm gonna bring it over here because that's unusual but you've heard of it and it's hard to hate it even in even in the UK, like it's every. I think most people would know a Zara, but it's still like like you'd only ever know really like one. 
do you know what I mean it's, it's still quite it's not it's not it's not like a Chloe I reckon I know like one or two yeah it's not a Danielle it's not a <laughs> and I reckon it's cause our countries have a higher population of like Middle Eastern and I think it's a Middle Eastern name so that's my my theory good theory (laughs) there's just like not as many middle eastern people in in the u.s it's a lot more like hispanic south american yeah of Um, course yeah it's just different different so cool well oh it's so good to see you yeah you too and um tell me before we jump in we've got a bunch of questions actually i only posted this morning we got some good ones um but what is your latest like scheme? <laughs> I always call them schemes, like projects, right? What's the late? What's the latest stuff that you're up to? So I'm kind of split at the moment. I have a Chloe and Co Media, which is my social media management, strategy, marketing, branding business, which mm-hmm. is going really, really well. Um, and then I'm trying to split my time, and then the Female Feel Good Club. Um, will eventually become I'm still finalizing I'm still trying to work out what it will be but Mm. it will something um, a bit more where we'll be bringing in like beauty um, meditation breath work that kind of thing and so it's like basically the idea is like as a whole um, you're aiming to feel good and it's all for females so that's my latest scheme (laughs) I love it. It's the aim is that we're feeling good in these different directions. Yeah. Sounds very, sounds very like uh, exactly something that you would do an amazing job of curating for people. Thank you. But yeah, so I'd like, I'd like to eventually, I think there's obviously because of my journey, there's obviously always going to be like a bit of like female health focus to it. But uh, I've got a friend that's like my best, sorry, I'm just sorting my hair out. Um, My best friend's um, a financial advisor. So bringing in like all different, all different angles so that we're not just working on like, you know, we were able to work on ourselves holistically and feel good at like in life as a whole. Yeah, that's awesome. Ah. Exciting. Um, well, keep us updated with like how it goes, but yeah. there's a little teaser. I'm sure by August, September, maybe you'll have talked about it a bit more, but. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go to femalefeelgoodclub.com. <laughs> Just yeah. as soon as there. Anyway, see if it comes up. I might actually <laughs> come in by then. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't have it ready yet, you should probably snap up that domain. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, we're gonna go through some questions. We haven't really looked at them in advance, so we're just gonna freestyle it as usual. Yeah, love it. People love it. I would. I always get lots of excited DMs when I post that, like where we're doing an episode. So oh, wicked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> where do I begin? this is a good one how to explain to boyfriend that ha equals zero libido oh i'm queen at this (laughs) so i will when i was first going through like excess like my big toxic like exercise issues if you like um I was with a guy and I was on the pill, but obviously everything, I was also exhausted. Like I was obviously had such low energy availability and um, trying to explain that to him was 
utmost impossible. Um, it would cause lots of arguments. I would feel like I was having to do it. There was lots, I, I, yeah, I was definitely doing it not as a joint thing. It was like to shut him up sort of thing. Um, which, and I think going through that kind of experience made me, when I came out of that, when I split up with him, it was very much like, I'm not going through that again. And I'm going to own everything of who I am and own every part of my journey. And I think that often, especially with like female health and like sexual appetite, I guess, we're, we're always told that it has to be a certain level and, you know, there's, there's quite high expectations of us. Whereas actually, if you can just own your story and own who you are and literally, um, actually someone, I interviewed someone, Kimberly, Kimberly, and she described it as, she said, try explaining it to your boyfriend as if, imagine if he couldn't get a boner. Mm. <laughs> and you insisted on figure on doing it and you insisted on doing it. yeah so say that like your you going through ha is very similar to a guy not being able to get a boner because that is that is basically what it is right like yeah. we might want to want it but we don't <laughs> like, yeah we, we want i mean it's very stressful for a lot of girls oh yeah i want to want it like it's a fun thing to want yeah and I'm still going through I still go through like ups and downs now like I'm I still don't think I enjoy it as much as a lot of my friends and like I would say like my friends would talk about it and I'd just be like I've never really had that mm. but that's for a different topic isn't it <laughs> yeah it is I that like that's a different question right like get uh which I would be more than happy one day to talk about um but yeah that I love that topic of um you know, it's, I'm not as ravenous for it as I was in my, you know, mid teens, but, and, and that feels like a problem to people, but honestly, just like, as you get older and you don't have these, this surge of hormones happening through you, it is different. And it's okay to get like tactics and strategies in place to get yourself in the mood. You don't have to be spontaneously in the mood like you once were. And I think sometimes we compare ourselves to that so I um got a lot of like freedom and comfort from talking with other girls and learning that there are very few of us who are just like freaks 24 7 and a lot of us have to do like lean on a couple of techniques whether it be or watching some videos or like looking at something online or having a conversation about it first to get in the mood like that's fine but when you have HA sometimes none of that's going to work yeah, and also like it might be worth as long as you've educated yourself on the reasons why you don't have a libido, it's really then easy to kind of explain it. So for example, if you have low estrogen, which a lot of us did have, that's why we're not ovulating and then not having a period, you can explain, look, I have suppressed myself for like my emo like my energy availability, which then stopped the production of my hormones. And I have low estrogen and estrogen is the thing that makes me want to have sex. So try to, I don't know, you can view it as like estrogen's my boner. <laughs> yeah, it definitely can help certain personality boyfriends too, just to have that, that understanding. Definitely. And something that came up for me, which isn't exactly the question, but um, I learned this and, uh, an episode I did an episode with my husband and we kind of talk a little bit about this in it and 
you don't one of the downsides right when your boyfriend asks you and tries to have sex with you all the time and you you say no and you kind of reject them constantly throughout because of HA is very hard on them uh, and I don't think we realize but you'll find and maybe there's probably a lot of girls that will listen and nod to this who've been going through this for a really long time that they stop asking and it's not that they don't want to it's that they don't want to get rejected anymore it really hurts them. So I know that going through it, this is hard for you and being asked to have sex when it's painful for you is hard and, and, and that, but it's also hard for him. So it's important or her, I suppose, <laughs> painful for you both. Um, I just think that you should have a constant dialogue, a really open one about how like this is the truth and why this is happening isn't to do with you and you know I acknowledge that it hurts you that I don't want to have sex I think that's just a really important thing that we forget I sometimes we're so that's, wrapped up in ourselves. that's really nice yeah um because I have to say I think I have um I've recently come out of a relationship and actually I have to say looking back I probably wasn't as um I guess aware of potentially how he might have felt in in that sort of situation because I think in recovery we can get so wrapped up in like what we need to do for ourselves that actually yeah you make such a good point of like it's really important as well to while you should always put yourself first but just remember how like these sorts of things might be affecting your other relationships as well yeah just talk about it you know definitely yeah love it okay <clears throat> I feel like you'll you're good at this one and we've probably answered this question a million quadrillion times how to go from half arsing recovery to giving it your all oh okay I think I think there comes a time where you get really bored of the um how I describe it as like nearly there like you're so nearly there, like you're getting quite a lot of symptoms. You might be getting a bit more cervical mucus. You might have a bit more spots and stuff, but like it's not quite there. And you also know that you're like, I'm so much better than I was, but like, I still won't eat the chocolate bar or like, I'll still say no to the cake or I still have some step rules or workout rules and stuff. And like, I think eventually you, you do get to the stage that you're like, do you know what, if I'm how long is this going to take me? I might as well just go, I might as well just go for it because the the more, the sooner you go for it, the more quickly recovery is going to come. And for me, it actually was working with a professional. So I worked with Rena McGregor and for me, that was the, I made the investment. So whether that is the investment of it joining the HA pod, um, community or working with a coach or whatever once you make that initial for me it was working with really that I was like right well you've paid this money now she's told you what you need to do now you better do the work and I, so I think actually working with someone helped me but I do think if you're already questioning now so like the girl that answered that question if you're wondering like how long like now do it now go yeah. straight to it now because you'll only thank yourself later I had the same experience with working with someone. I was like putting it off, seeing symptoms, not really getting anywhere. Got one period myself. Yay. Didn't get another one. Um, so what, as soon as I started working with this woman, it was also like, it wasn't just the financial investment. It was just like the confirmation yeah. from someone else 
unbiased and third party that's like, yeah, this is what you have and what you need to do. Cause we spend so much time convincing ourselves, like maybe this isn't quite what I need to do. So just having that extra opinion is helpful. And basically exactly what you just said, right? When you have been half-assing it for so long that you know you're half-assing it um, and that you've been half-assing it for a really long time, like you can't see my face, but <laughs> but my eyes are widening and I'm like, mm? <laughs> what yeah. do you think? You know what? Yeah, that's a good one. I, I had a, I I did a Q&A know. not that long ago with a similar thing. And she was like, was like I've seen your name here since before I was ever had the podcast since before I was ever posting, like I've seen you from day one struggling through the same thing online. So at what point are you going to stop asking questions about how can I get through recovery without having to do the work? And, and I think that's it. it, isn't it? Like there's so much power in education, but if you're not implementing, so this, I guess is a bit of tough luck, but like you can educate yourself as much as possible, but if you don't do the work, you're not going to change. And that's the same with like self-development books and stuff like that. I mean, I have got a shit ton. I have read hundreds, but if I haven't, if I don't do the work alongside it, I, I, there's no point, right? Yeah. I think some people want the tough love. So don't worry. I think they're like, I need someone to give me that tough love. Just recover. <laughs> yeah. Commit. Permission granted. Okay. Do you ever feel like this whole AJ thing is extremely lonely? Well, that is because it can be, but it does not have to be. When I was going through AJ, I spent ages and ages combing through the internet looking for information resources and just people who i could relate to about ha and it really slowed down my progress or made my progress take a while because i was having a hard time connecting the dots and trusting that i really needed to make changes and heal my reproductive health i definitely wish this podcast existed back then but it did not and i honestly feel like well, felt like, sorry, not feel like, that I didn't even work out that much. Like, I was not that small. And, like, I didn't actually fit the bill for someone who, quote-unquote, should have this type of problem. And after a few years of healing, research, and experiencing almost every single up and down that you could possibly experience, at least that's how it felt, it was clear to me um, that my next step to kind of give back and to change the just the challenges that are in our way with HA is to the time is to the time is here to create a space for women who are in this same boat, a place for women to go to who are experiencing exactly what I experienced. And so today, that place is called the HA Society. And the idea for the HA Society was to be more than just another Facebook group. I wanted to create a place with actual interaction that has face-to-face -face calls, that has a one-on-one -on -one coaching for everyone inside if they need it, and a place where the experts and practitioners come to you, not the other way around, you Googling everything and you know, listening to a million quadrillion different podcasts trying to find answers, I wanted somewhere where the answers are going to come to you. And with that, <laughs> the AJ Society is open today. Woo! 
we actually open once a month on the new moon and only for a few days. So make sure that you get in quick before it closes. We close each month so that myself and co-coach Ashley can focus wholeheartedly on the group for the remaining three and a half weeks that the group is closed for. So make sure you don't miss your chance to come on in. And when you're when you join, you'll be greeted by yours truly. And you'll be able to start registering for upcoming events, all of which are included in your membership and all of the community calls. And you can dive into the replays of the past community calls, which is kind of like getting a whole bunch of extra podcast episodes to listen to. And you get to binge the early access episodes of the HA podcast that are not out yet as well. We also have a resource library that I started back in April. And in there you'll find information about HA mindset and tutorials on things like fertility awareness tracking for HAs, just to name a few. We're always adding to it. So what you're waiting for? The HA Society is open right now and ready for you to dive into the content, chat one-on-one with me as much as you would like, and most of all, start making connections, feeling the support and the love and getting back, getting that period back on track. Whether you're in HA right now or you've had your first few periods and you want to get things optimized this society this group of women are for you and they're cheering you on the whole way it's really really amazing community in there and I cannot wait for you to come on in and meet everyone and make some serious progress so go to thehasociety.com to sign up or the link is here in the show notes and I'll see you guys on the other side Tips for surviving swimsuit season after weight gain. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know because I'm yet to do it myself, you know. Last year, Mm -hmm. um, so last summer I had recovered, but uh, I wasn't wasn't going on holiday. The UK is a little bit funny with the weather. I probably, do you know what I didn't, I went paddle boarding a few times, but I covered up. and then I think my this year I did buy a swimsuit um when I went when I went into a hot tub recently um and I wore this really nice black one actually it had like a really nice so how I found was like okay I want to I'm not ready yet to show all um so I'll just find something that's really nice so I brought a swimsuit that covered up everything but it was it had like a really low back so like I'm like I like my back that's cool yeah it was still quite like it was still quite feminine and quite sexy and it held me in all the right places but it covered up my insecurities and then what I've actually done is it's actually just down below me I did an online shop order with loads uh, I think I've got like five different bikini tops I know that um the bikini bottoms the tie bottoms are the only ones that I can really wear anyway um but I've got five different bikini tops and I'm just going to try them all and see which one works and the ones that I don't but they're still wrapped up because last week when they arrived, I was due on my period and there is one rule. Do not try on bikinis when you're due on your period. Yeah. I'm already an emotional and anxious mess. So yeah, so I'm going to wait a few more days when I'm in like a, when I've dressed up a little bit, um, done my makeup, done my hair, that kind of thing. Then I'll, I'll just try on loads of different types. Mm-hmm. But I think when- the pressure out of it, right? You're yeah. meant to feel good swimmers are just one of the things that you need to try a bunch of them on like yeah. you just need kind of like jeans you just need to invest a bunch of time yeah order a whole bunch or go out to a store and try them on because 
you cannot use the pictures on the, on the models and the catalogs. They just, your, your proportions are different. Your boobs are a different size. Your butt fills it out different. Like you just have to try them on and, and just try on as many as you possibly can, right? If you only try on like two or three, you're going to feel miserable. And, and if you really only lean on ones that like, if you have gained weight and you feel, you know, that it, it, you're, you're so strongly tied to the style that used to look good on you, just keep in mind, it's exciting when there's a bunch of swimsuits out there that only look good on curves. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, I think also like take the pressure away from it. Like no one said, I know obviously we all want to go swimming and stuff, but like no one says that you have to wear a certain thing like to go swimming like if you decide that actually this year is a time that you're going to completely cover up because that's how you're going to get through it that's absolutely fine I think the main thing is focus on your recovery if it means that if if you have to make a choice of like you either focus on recovery and cover up loads at the beach it's only like it's only going to be for a short amount of while or if the other option is you go back to really restrictive habits and you don't focus on recovery just so you can wear a bikini like I would choose the first one that like it like this summer or when shopping like isn't going to be forever like you will you will start to feel better and more comfortable the more you like the longer you live in your body yes that first you can do anything for a summer right so yeah. if you're you know truly in discomfort about it you know it, it might only be this summer and I also think that you are really comparing yourself to like your last this last vision you had in your head of what was good and attractive and worthy and right now really the contrast between the two might just be so sudden and so apparent that it's way more stressful than had this been gradual or had if you're in the body you're in right now in two three years time you're gonna feel a lot less shocked and panicked by things so time really does heal things in this moment and so just having grace and patience for the situation that you're in, you know, this is a big change. It is really hard. No one's bullshitting you here. Um, but you, you know, you have everything you need to get through this mentally and to not spiral and only see it as a negative thing. This is probably a time where you need to like lean on all the opportunities it creates, which is you're just, you just look diff better in different styles now and you just get to go shopping and the story and you get to, you still get to go in the sun and in the water and wear the thing like actually things standing in your way are entirely in your head. Definitely. Yeah. Just sit with that. But it's hard. It's hard. Okay. Um, oh, someone has a question just for you. Why did you choose specifically to work with Rini? Um, she was the only one I knew about, to be honest. Um, so when I started on this HA journey, um, no one was around talking about it. Mm. Like, 
Stephanie Buttermore was the closest person talking about it. Oh, actually, I lie. I know how I got. Um, so Natasha Ocean, who, if you follow her on YouTube, she's big on YouTube and Instagram. Um, she lost her period and I saw a video about her and she was interviewing Rini. And then I actually went on holiday with Natasha and spoke loads about it with her. And she just recommended Rini and I trusted Natasha I trusted Rini's qualifications you know she's a sports dietitian she's worked with specializing in like female athletes and eating disorders so I was like well if she can help athletes she can help a PT exercise obsessed Chloe Hodgkinson <laughs> but yeah at the time as well that I was not aware of anyone else like I don't know about you Danny but I feel like you know, we've only really been talking about it for the past year. And for me and my recovery, I, I, there wasn't this amazing community that I feel like we've, we're all part of now. Um, or not that I was aware of, should I say, and I feel that's why I chat so much waffle on Instagram, because I don't know about you, Danny, but I just try to be the person that I probably really needed. Um, so yeah, that's why I chose Rini. Um, yeah, that's how marketing works, right? At the end of the day, like uh, not saying she marketed herself, but how it works is that you you buy from those who you trust. Yeah. And so when you're getting recommendations and you're hearing the names come up from other people, you're just going to trust it. And sometimes you just are going with your gut. Um, but yeah, Rini's probably the biggest name in the space of like women with uh, exercise, sports, red S induced hormonal issues in general so it just makes it just makes sense that you would work with her if you could yeah and she was um so originally she was she's in Bath so she was only like two hours from me mm -hmm. and originally I booked my session that was like this is amazing I can go see her face to face and um, turns out that actually um, my appointment was a week before we went into the first lockdown so it ended up being on zoom anyway but it was all very like quite comforting for me because it was all like quite close to home Natasha like you said like I had a lot of trust around there with her so yeah I love it and you're totally right like the whole reason I started the podcast was because I didn't hear my voice in anyone else's story and that's what's really important is like you know you representing your your people Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, okay. How much time do we still have? Just make sure. I have a call right after this. Perfect. Possible to eat 2,000 calories when I have to follow an insulin resistance diet, i.e. no sugar or junk food. 2,000 calories is easy with no sugar and junk food. I do. I do. I'm mm -hmm. allergic. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, when I was working with Rini, what I've learned is that, you know, the no period now, what book talks about 2,500 calories, but if you're really tall and you are really, really active, you are probably going to need even more than that. Mm -hmm. So actually I'd find like 2000 calories. If you can get above that, you can get things in, in your diet through drinking, I don't know, oat milk in your coffee or oat milk in your tea. You can add peanut butter onto things. Like there's, there are actually a lot of way, like a lot of ways that you can do it. Nuts are some of like the highest calorie foods. And I know that with HA, we should also focus on carbohydrates, but it's also energy availability and fat is still an energy source. So if this is something, obviously I'm not a dietitian and I'm not a nutritionist, I so don't take this gospel, but I actually find it quite easy 
I, I mean, I would struggle to eat below 2000 calories now, I think. Yeah. I don't track, but I'm guessing like the size of my meals, I would, yeah, I think I would struggle to eat below that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, we're not dietitians, but we know that in our own experience, we can eat this much without relying on, you know, quote unquote junk shit. Just before we got on the call, I had like a roast chicken sandwich. So it has the dark meat and the skin in it. And the, um, you're, are you still vegan? You eating meat yet? Still vegan? Okay. So this is for our meat eaters. Um, roast chicken sandwich with mayonnaise on it and like roasted squash p- pumpkin on bread. Like that in of itself is great and you can easily fit sides on it that would be vegetables that are roasted in olive oil or butter and sour cream and full fat yogurt dairy cheese any kind of dairy situation if you can eat that it's going to help you um there's so many there's so many ways even even as a vegan as well I know that that can be triggering for some and you know it's not uh, it's not a diet I would put on anyone or recommend or whatever. I've actually seen so many people having to revert away from it because of their uh, like deficiencies oh. and stuff. Um, I think we've spoken about it maybe on my channel, maybe mm-hmm. we spoke about that. But like even from like a more plant-based um, food like experience, you could easily have like sourdough bread, slather on with um, vegan butter hummus vegan cheese falafels like they're easy olive oh don't um roasted veg in it with olive oil all like exactly the same but you swap out the chicken for like falafel when you add Mm -hmm. hummus and stuff like that there's vegan cheese there's so much that you can actually that you can improve and i think like you can be um you know eating quite what um like a very veg focused healthy quotations diet and still get that get that food in through like what you were saying Danny of like you know cooking in oils and and having like um things condiments. Like, yeah condiments beans pulses nuts seeds all of that yeah give it a shot yeah and I think it's tough because it's tough to change a lot of the time as well and I obviously don't know this person's experience but um or life or anything um but I would really look at as well if what you could like push the boundaries with what your technically diet is allowed so like for example I was um diagnosed as dairy intolerant but when I started to work with Rini she asked me to introduce it and it's like I could have rejected that and gone no 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 I'm dairy intolerant but actually what I found is yogurt was an absolute no-go I'd literally be asleep for like hours because I have like this pounding headache and awful gut but cheese was absolutely fine so like could you have a maybe in the safest way possible and obviously speak to a professional and your guidance and stuff but is there ways that you can maybe like challenge that quite strict diet as well maybe I don't know yeah I I like I like that you said that we get some of us not definitely not saying that the person asking this question at all is this person but there are lots of us who are just like resistant to change for one reason or another and like being able to sort of go back over why this isn't working for me and until there's this like miracle solution um you know I'm the 
I'm unique and I'm the unicorn and I can't recover for this reason, but there really is always a way to get the calories in. You just have to open yourself up to change, whether it be questioning what you're already doing or just like getting really creative and thinking outside of the box. That's the thing. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Um, one more, maybe two if we're lucky. Um, and this is an unfinished question because you know how the question box doesn't let people like, so we'll see, we'll see if we can figure it out. But were your first periods after recovery lighter than normal? Mine was only two days. Is that a period I think she's going to ask or not? Yeah. And do you know what? I think I, as you know, I do a lot of Q and A's on Instagram and okay. I think that one girl asked me the same today. Um, hold up, let me just double check that I've got that is yeah and I think it was is this still classed as a period let me think yeah so I think I got my first period after two days but it was only, after two years but it was only two days does that count as a period so I feel like it might does her name start with a yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> we've got her then all right um, so we have the question I I won't lie like my answer is I think any bleed is a great bleed um as long I would Obviously, if you have any concerns, go see your doctor. But while you're getting your period back, it's I've heard that it's quite common for your periods to be either irregular or different lengths or heavier. Some will be really heavy, some will be really light. And I just think if you feel like it's a period, it's probably a period. I think that you'll know a difference between spotting and a period, I think. But if you mm -hmm. are concerned, just, just phone your docs and just be like, hey, mate, is this normal? Yeah. So if you've gone from no period to two days, I mean, that's a win. That's progress yeah. onwards. You know, few people, very few people just have like a regular ovulation and period and luteal phase from their get go. So kind of go into this expecting things to like to be a bit wonky for a few months. That's fine. Two days is short, um, you know, shorter than where you're heading towards. You're heading towards a bit longer. The first couple of days, if they're just spotting, your first day of a period is considered the first day of a full bleed. So if you just have spotting, that's not day one. The full bleed is day one. So that's something to keep in mind. Aside from that, if you're then getting clearly more than just spotting, that's how many days you're having and just keep going the path. Yes, you can say I've had my first period and celebrate and rejoice and have a period party and keep, um, you know, just keep going to see the next one be an extra day or two and make sure you're ovulating. And yeah, and maybe right it could be a sign that like you're doing everything and now is the time to like really relax and really focus on that self-care and stuff. So keep doing what you're doing, but maybe just try a little bit more to chill out a little bit more. Maybe have an extra bit of chocolate or something mm -hmm. um, just to help your body along. Cause it might just take your body a little bit longer than what you may have first thought. Yeah. It was a big, um, big amount of work, big triumph for it to do that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more. Let's do this last one. I have had two recovery periods. Woo. But symptoms are intense. Is this normal? Mm. Intense is vague. We don't have a lot of information, but. Uh, yeah. And I think it's similar to mm -hmm. the last question, right? Of like, look, every single person is different. Everyone's experience is so, so different. And that's why I loved working with Rini because she 
she, she treats everyone well she says that everyone is completely different so your body even though it comes across as intense um it might be intense based on the experience that you have when you were younger when you first had your period or something and you've got to think actually like what you've put and I don't want you to feel the blame, but what we've gone, I was going to say what you've put your body through, but I feel like it would be a nicer way of saying what your body's been through, because rather than feeling like you have to blame yourself, but what your body's been through is quite traumatic. Like it, it's been, it's been in a state where it felt like it's not safe enough to reproduce. And that is actually what our bodies are for, right? It's our fifth vital sign having a period. So for you, while your body's trying to navigate life and being like, oh, okay, I've got enough energy or like, okay, cool, right? She's feeding me, I can I can deal with this. It's quite common for our hormones to be a little bit everywhere and just like allow yourself and allow your body to like settle into that again. Just, you know, Warren, if, you're, if your um, symptoms or are really, really intense, maybe that's a sign that your body's telling you, hey, mate, you need to chill out even more. You need to, you know, rest a little bit more. You need to give me a little bit more food, that sort of thing, because those intense symptoms are just a sign of trying to get your body to like you to listen. So maybe just chill out a little bit more and try to ride it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely don't panic and be like, oh my God, this is a problem I need to fix. Unfortunately, uh, in a way, our periods are a month apart. So you kind of, you have a slow data collection process ahead of you, but just monitor how they go, how the progress goes for each of them. Sounds like you've had two intense ones. After the third or fourth, if you're not seeing differences, there's things that you can look at, right? So yes, your stress, relaxation, that you know potentially is playing a role. Nutrient deficiencies are 100% linked with how you're, you know, if you're feeling intense uh, period pain and cramping, just look into it, work with a professional, could be low in protein, you could be low in um, fats or carbs or something specific to you, particular vitamins and minerals that, and there's, um, there's so many, it could be that like, and we don't even know what your symptoms are. <laughs> so that's a thing. When I got my first ever recovery period, it was the worst cramps I've ever had. And I've never had them that bad since. So yeah, I thought I was hungover. I actually, <laughs> I, cause I had been drinking on the Saturday and uh, I just started seeing this guy who I've recently split up with. Um, oh. <laughs> but we just started seeing, um, we just started seeing each other. So it was like quite, quite a lot of drinking late nights and stuff so I just thought I was on like a two-day hangover and um no turns out it was completely due on and then like this month for example I had absolutely no symptoms whatsoever it just mm -hmm. turns out I just yeah. have boobs so like I think it's like just let just allow your body to like get used to it adjust to it and just it's like riding those hormone waves right where the feminine energy is all about flow and just going with it and I think as much as as hard as it is and as uncomfortable as it might be I think it's really important to just like honor what your body's sort of saying and what it needs mm -hmm. yeah it's all just um it's the only way of communicating with you right so yeah. I think that the thing that annoys me most, and it's never in the HA community, it's always like your friends out in real life that have really bad period pain or like serious migraines around their period and they won't do anything about it. People are just like, oh yeah, I'm due on like this, this is how it is. And it's like, no, you don't have to live like that. <laughs> I know. So the good thing about this process that you girls are going through is I think you'll 
you'll never be that person, right? You're not going to go through all of this trouble to get your period back and then settle for like the worst migraines of all time and live off, you know, Advil or something. So the good news is, you know, you can trust in yourself to slowly but surely always be moving towards going with the flow and understanding the language of your body and when it says this it means it wants this and and that's actually one reason why I'm so grateful that I went through it because I am so in connect I'm so connected with my body right now and who I am and I've learned so much about myself so even though you are going through this recovery girls really try and dig deep into being like actually seeing the like lessons that you've managed to learn in this because I think it's it's absolutely amazing how much I've learned about my body and how connected Mm -hmm. I feel with her now love it oh where would we be without all of this Thank you so much, Chloe. End credits roll. Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Uh, Chloe Hodgkinson on YouTube, Instagram, chloehodgkinson.com if you want to come by a journal and the Female Feel Good Club podcast, TBC on anything else with that. Just go to the podcast for all updates. Yeah, and if you need any branding or social media help, then it's Chloe and Code Media. <laughs> Just a little shameless plug there. Hell yeah. Oh, I probably need some. <laughs> Maybe I should look into it. Um, you know, Hodgkinson is an intense last name. Hodgkinson. Mm. This is like a yeah. lot of syllables. Hodgkinson three. But, but it feels like more. Yeah, and also I think it's the D and the G together. People get really, people, it's like the D, G, and then the K, it's like everyone's a bit like. You, you can't just like, uh, like mumble through it. Hodgkinson. No. Yeah, but I really like it. So the guy that I was seeing that I've recently split up with, and guys, this is not the reason why I've split up with him, but um, I, I was adamant I would never take his surname because I was like, it's not mine. It's not Hodgkinson. So whatever I just feel like my name has to Chloe Hodgkinson obviously I know that I've lived with it for my whole life I feel like it works yes I feel like the name of whoever I marry it has to roll it has to work otherwise Otherwise, you just keep your name I kept my name I would otherwise be Danny Davis which is nothing it's very like alliteration it's kind of fun but I know two other girls named Danny Davis so I was like okay there's too many Danny Davises and there's like one other Danielle Sheriff that I've come across somewhere in Newcastle or in the UK. So, yeah, I've come across a Chloe Hodgkinson before. Yeah, uh, there's one. There's all, there's one of all of us. I mean, two of all of us at least. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you guys uh, love this episode. If you want to see more episodes with me and Chloe, always just let us know how much you love us, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Love you. Bye. thank you so much for listening today guys please subscribe to the podcast and if you could head to itunes specifically and leave a rating or review that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with ha who are googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women